Tuesday, January 16th, Governor Kathy Hochul released the proposed 2024 to 2025 state budget, a week after the state of the state, which we discussed with Mark Dunley last week. So this is the official start to negotiations with the legislature over a final budget, which is supposed to be adopted by April 1st, the start of the state's fiscal year. But last year, it went a month late. With all of the state legislators up for re-election this year, there's more pressure to adopt an on-time budget. We're joined by Mark Dunley, one of our policy correspondents, to discuss the budget. Mark, hello. What are some key highlights? Well, um, as you pointed out, much of the big news was already announced in the governor's state of the state address last week. That tend to be where you get, you know, sort of the positive, upbeat news. Perhaps the biggest news today was the size of the budget, which at $233 billion is $4 billion more than the largest budget ever, was adopted last year, and it's probably going to grow a little bit larger as lawmakers always want to add in a little more for their key programs, and that starts with funding for local school district. One surprise is that the revenue picture is not quite as bleak as the governor has been saying for the last few months. While she still taught today about a $4.3 billion revenue shortfall for the upcoming budget year, she announced that revenues for 2023 came in at about $2.2 billion higher than last year. Uh, She wants to use that money to prepay some future bills, but the legislature will certainly have the opportunity to spend it this year. The governor has insisted that she is not going to raise taxes to deal with the deficit or to increase spending. So were no tax increase proposals included in her plan? That's correct. Um, I will say that progressive tax or progressive lawmakers are hoping to continue to push for at least a small tax increase on the very wealthy, who, unlike many New Yorkers, have done quite well post-pandemic. Um, lawmakers also likely to fight over how much to spend on this, how much to spend of the state's rather robust rainy day funds. I believe somewhere in the order of about $20 billion to cover both the deficit and to increase spending in key areas. The governor, however, says she wants to keep 15% of the state operating budget in the rainy day funds in order to cover any potential future shortfalls. So what was missing from the state of the state was any acknowledgement of the crisis of asylum seekers being shipped from New York City, uh, from Texas to New York City and other border states. Um, What is that? What is there in the budget? Well, the governor has another little bit of a surprise. She came in and said she wants $2.4 billion um, to help New York City with the migrant crisis, which is $500 million dollars more than last year's allocation, and it actually appears that overnight uh, she decided to add on another $500 million by dipping into the state's rainy day fund. Um, Both her and New York City Mayor Adams, you know, do hope that the federal government will pick up more of the costs, but this is a red-hot political issue both in Congress uh, and and particularly in the 2004 presidential election. so good chance we're not going to see more money from the federal government. The package includes at least uh, $1 billion for migrant shelter costs. Uh, it will also help pay for case management, and medical and legal bills, and services designed to help individuals you know, connect with jobs. Um, among the shelters, the state's going to take over funding about 3,000 beds. 
including those at Creedmoor, which is the uh, state psychiatric hospital in Queens, and also at Randall's Island. And the two biggest spending categories, education and health care, how did they fare? Well, there's still half the budget. They both did see increases, uh, though the media stories kind of say that they feel the education spending is probably on the low side. And this would give lawmakers, all whom are facing re-election, the opportunity to add some additional funding to win favor with local voters. Um, and in fact, the, the one part of the state budget that most lawmakers actually look at are the spreadsheets detailing how much funding their local school districts are going to get. Still, the governor argues that the $825 million increase in educational spending um, would bring it to $35 billion and it would be the highest ever, uh, a 20% increase uh, during her tenure. You know, with uh, 2.4 million students, the state is spending $26,571 per pupil, the highest in the country, and 85% more than a national average. She is, however, proposing that some of the state's wealthiest school districts might actually see a reduction in funding. As you may remember, the state was under court order to be more equitable in its distribution of school funds. Um, that is now ended, but during that process, there was a hold harmless clause so that the wealthier school districts wouldn't lose any of their funding. She's finally saying um, now may be time to revisit that. Um, healthcare is going to see a big increase, about $3 billion a year, uh, particularly for the Medicaid program. Um, one, of people, one thing most people don't realize that Medicaid actually, the big cost increases these days is for senior citizens because when us get old and have to go into nursing homes or long-term care, it's actually that's paid for by Medicaid, not by Medicare. Also, um, several hundred thousand New Yorkers who were receiving um, expanded Medicaid because of different rules during COVID, they're still on the program. They expected more to have dropped off, and, and that's going to you know, increase costs. She did not propose, however, any single-payer health care system, which would save billions of dollars by getting rid of insurance and administrative overheads. And last week, Governor Hochul announced that she's going to propose much of the New York Heat Act, which would end the so-called 100-foot rule for free extensions of gas pipelines for new hookups and would require state agencies like the Public Service Commission to change their rules to reflect the state's new climate law. So any new information around this climate or the environment? Well, I've been reading state budgets for literally 50 years, and I cannot remember a state budget document which was so thin about the environment and energy issues. Uh, certainly, there was not any sense that she treating climate emergency as a major uh, priority. One thing she did add on, um, partly related to the HEAT Act, was a $50 million fund to cap utility bills at 6% of low-income household incomes if they convert to 100% electricity. Um, one pretty shocking thing is that she wants to cut in half the $500 million a year uh, that Governor Cuomo first back in 2017 uh, began to uh, invest for the Clean Water Infrastructure Act, which provides grants to local governments for drinking water and wastewater projects. Advocates had actually been hoping to increase it by $100 million, not cut it. Hard to see how the legislature is going to go along with that. However, it is possible that the governor 
feels that with the federal government putting more money on the table, uh, the state may get about $2.6 billion in federal funding for water infrastructure projects. So that may be the reason she's trying to do such a big cut. Okay, so where do we go from here? Well, um, there are really a lot of other key parts of the budget, which you don't have time to talk to about tonight. Um, affordable housing, certainly, once again, on the table, though uh, Governor Hochul's idea is not generating a lot of support from either state or local elected officials. Mental health, uh, another one of our priorities. Um, and certainly the anti-poverty groups will be pushing for more funding for human services, particularly child care and a long-delayed hike in welfare benefits. Budget is supposed to be in place by April 1st, which is the start of a new fiscal year. Uh, beginning now, over the next month, lawmakers will hold a series of public hearings with the head of the various state agencies. Um, basically, um, in early March, the two houses and the governor are supposed to come together and figure out how much revenue they actually had to spend. As part of this budget dance, lawmakers always want a little higher number, which gives them more flexibility to add on more money. Mid-March is when the Senate and the Assembly both pass one-house budget resolutions, which basically outlines what their key positions is. And that's when the sausage making starts, a mad scramble largely behind closed doors, with a lot of horse trading to come up with a finished product, and Hudson Mohawk Magazine will try to be there taking you into that back room. Oh, this is great. Thank you so much. Um, is there anything, we do have another 30 seconds. I know that health, uh, child care is an important topic for you that you have a lot about. Do you want to add some 30 seconds on that category? Well, every year they add on more money to child care. They're always trying to, you know, advance the income level. When I lived in England in 1966, like most industrial nations, they had universal child care. But somehow the United States can't figure out uh, how to do that. And as we say, people on welfare tend to leave and become employed once we start the free universal child care program in the United States, which is kindergarten and now pre-K. Thank you so much, Mark, for that overview of the proposed 2024-2025 state budget in New York State by Governor Hochul. Thank you, Sina and Kaylin. Have a great show. Thank you. Bye.